Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is the Unplayable Podcast recorded live here in Ranchi, where it stumps Australia at 2 for 23. Trolling India by 128 runs. Cheteshwar Pujara started the day on 130 and kicked on to make 202. Rudiman Saha posted his third test match century and Ravindra Jadeja whipped together a quick half century as India declared on 9 for 603 with a first innings lead of 152. With eight overs to negotiate, Australia lost David Warner and Nathan Lyon cheaply to close out a day completely dominated by the hosts. Joining us to recap all the action is cricket.com.au senior writer and the owner of a very nice wristwatch, Andrew Ramsey and Rambo. This test looks like only one team can win now. Uh, I think that became reasonably obvious halfway through the day, uh, Sam, mm. that uh, as soon as India got in front, have not having lost another wicket uh, from their overnight position, um, it was rapidly running out of time for Australia, even if they, the lead had been minimal, to uh, post enough runs to get in front and then bowl India out again. Um, and once they got past 150 in front, um, mm. it pretty much... It was just save the game territory from there for the Australians. Right. The day was dominated by the partnership between Pujara and Saha, who added 199 together, the highest seventh wicket partnership in tests between these two countries. They batted for the first two sessions and offered only one chance. Uh, Rambo, it was c- complete domination, wasn't it? They barely gave the Aussies a sniff. Uh, barely gave them a sniff. Barely played a false shot. Uh, and even when the Australians did think they were through them, the things didn't quite go their way. So... It was uh, fairly comprehensive, really. It, in a way, it made you think that batting on that pitch wasn't going to be as difficult as um, some would have you believe come day four and five. The, but there's also the fact that the Australians had to bowl so many overs that their bowlers were just becoming more and more leg and arm weary as the mm. day went on. So their chances of making a breakthrough or forcing a false shot, they really the only chance of getting a wicket was if um, the batters had lost concentration and... Those two were quite remarkable in the application they showed and the, their unwillingness to do anything outside of the uh, the textbook, really. They uh, hung in there, put the balls that they could away to the boundary and staunchly defended all the rest. It was a terrific innings by Pajara. He's 202, puts him in elite company. He now joins Hammond, Lara, Pollock, Tendulkar and Laxman as the only players to score multiple double tons against Australia and he batted for 525 deliveries that's the most ever by an Indian in a single test innings it was a remarkable feat one of application concentration and determination Rambo it was and he I understand that he now supplants Rahul Dravid that's the, right the legendary batting barnacle who uh, told you that for the longest uh, I think they read that in one of your tweets oh. Sam what you may have got from my research team I'm not sure where you're getting your information from these days but, um, yes, if he's managed to outlast the wall, mm. as he was known, perhaps uh, his next gig, he could be enlisted <laughs> by President Donald Trump to stand between the US and Mexico. Uh, certainly a much cheaper option than the one he's looking mm. at to build the whole thing, but he was uh, completely immovable and uh, 
utterly irrepressible. Sahas caught the first century by a number eight in Australia-India tests and he put behind him an ordinary series with a bat. Much like Pajara, he looked unfazed at his innings, even when the quick started bowling short. I think the Australians probably would have been a little bit happy when Sahar walked to the crease because he had such a, a lean run with the bat, but he put those demons to bed with a terrific innings. Uh, yeah, I think the fact that uh, Ravi Ashwin, who's not really considered an all-rounder, batted ahead of him, or has in the last couple of tests, probably indicates where Saha's batting's been of late. Um, when they got rid of Ashwin cheaply and they were, had them six down, the Australians must have thought they were into the uh, the territory where they'd seen in previous tests where the bottom half of the Indian batting just falls away. Um, but it was anything but that. Uh, he played within himself, like he played was a pretty limited range of strokes because he has got a few, yeah. um, but he just kind of modelled himself on Pujara at the other end and just hung in there, was undaunted by the short stuff, as you say. He's not a big man, but he no. uh, managed to weather the storm of, of Patrick Cummins and even Josh Hazelwood firing a few at him and uh, certainly had no trouble with the Australian spinners who really didn't get much out of that pitch at all and didn't uh, create too many problems throughout the entire 210 overs. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that in a sec. But first, uh, there was a bit of sledging out there and Saha revealed a little bit about what was going on in the middle. Uh, this is one of the all-time greats. Uh, Hazelwood was bowling a bit of short to Pajara, trying to ruffle his feathers. He even turned up his verbal game to try and dethrone Pajara, who was looking like he was going anywhere. Apparently, after a couple of words, Pajara just said the old classic, look at the scoreboard, champ. And <laughs> and then Saha just said, mate, go back and bowl. Rambo, you've been in and around the game a long, long time. You've heard all the best sledges. That one's pretty basic, but it's often the most effective. It is, especially when you're on 180 not out or something. It doesn't work <laughs> so well when you're three and battling and batting at number 11 like I used to do. You look at the scoreboard before you know it. There's a 10-minute break. Um, but you're really, like, sledging becomes almost pointless in that situation. I, don't know, I can understand the frustration if you're bowling for sessions at a time without getting a wicket. Um, but to, to start kind of verbaling someone who's clearly... Uh, has the bowling at his mercy and is uh, rattling along. He wasn't exactly going at high speed at that stage. He wasn't taking them to the cleaners, but no. he was not looking like getting out at any stage. So, yeah, the old scoreboard points as good as anything in that situation. Yeah, as you said, 210 overs bowled by the Australians. Stephen O'Keefe for the Lions. 77 overs, Rambo, the most by an Australian since Jim Higgs sent down 794 in 1979, and it's the most by an Australian in India. He was he unseated Alan Davison for that record. Hayesworth bowled 44 overs, the most he's bowled in innings in his career, as did Pat Cummins. He broke his personal best, although he's only played two test matches. And his 39 overs were the most in an innings by an Australian fast bowler, 23 years or younger since the great Glenn McGrath made his test debut in 1993. Throw in Nathan Lyon, who bowled 46 overs with that awful-looking callus on his uh, spinning finger, Nails in bowling attack, uh, not surprisingly exhausted. <laughs> uh, no, they probably hadn't banked on that. Don't I think David Saker spoke at the end of day three, suggesting that uh, they wouldn't be needing too many more overs from the quicks. They were looking at wrapping up the India innings fairly promptly come day four. Um, not only did that not materialise, but they just kept them out there and kept them out there, and then in the end were just toying with them like a a cat with a rather fatigued mouse. Mm. Um, I did get a little bit of mail through from my research team who are now on a backpacking tour through Western Europe, as I understand it, mm. uh, that Australians bowled more overs in that innings than Patrick Cummins has in his entire first-class career. Wow, that is a good stat. They have been busy than the research team. I wouldn't say busy, but they've certainly, you know, they, they find a nugget every now and then. Rambo, the big workloads for the Australian bowls, particularly O'Keefe and the fast bowlers who between them bowled 83 overs. What's this mean for the fourth test? Uh, given that there's only 
four or five days, I think, in between yep. uh, this one finishing tomorrow and the last one starting in Dharamshala on Saturday. Uh, there's a travel day in there, which Australians, I think, are having to stop off overnight on the way to Dharamshala because it's not a, the simplest place to get to. So they won't be able to do their full recovery. There won't be much training time. They won't have to do much more bowling, that's for sure. But no. um, you'd have to think that the, the workload, certainly someone like Pat Cummins who hasn't played a lot of first-class cricket. I think this is his second first-class game in six years to get that level of bowling um, in pretty unforgiving conditions too. It wasn't like it was uh, he was having to go through the motions. He was having to bend his back every time he bowled. Um, so whether they then decide, uh, depending on what the scoreline is in the series, that uh, it's a risk not worth taking. They've got Jackson Bird, who's fresh, um, not quite express pace, but hasn't bowled, hasn't played a test while he's been here. Um, the spinners might be an issue. They've got a couple of spare ones of those too. They've got yeah. Ashton Agar and Mitchell Swepson, who are, some of us have thought might he play test on this tour. And uh, who knows, that may yet come to fruition. Well, it gets to that point where they, if they, Australia do lose this test match and it's 2-1 heading to Dharmasala, they have a chance to draw the series, retain the trophy. Surely that's top priority. They're not going to rest the ball at all. They're not going to potentially not play Cummins because they are fearful down the track. They've got to win that game, don't they? Oh yes, absolutely. The uh, or the, the trophy is on the line, as you say. But yeah. they then have to make a decision on whether a fatigued bowler who um, has had a heavy workload and may face another heavy workload, depending on what the pitch is like up there, um, is that better value than someone who's fresh and untried and maybe able to come in and offer a point of difference? Um, I mean, that's why selectors get paid the amount of money they do to make those sort of calls. But there's also the uh, yeah, if India had no trouble whatsoever with the Australian spinners in this test, no. um, whether you then throw in the uh, X factor or whatever we're up, letter we're up to by now, the B plus, yep. um, Mitchell Swepson, who they haven't seen, a leg spinner who's something a bit different. Um, they've got so many right-handers in the top of their order that someone's spinning the ball away, as Jadeja does to the uh, Australians or Ashwin does to the left-handers of the Australians, it might be uh, a point of difference. So all those things come into the equation. I guess it's got to all come down to the pitch when at Rambo. It always does. Okay, Jadeja made a rapid 54 from 55 balls as India declared on 9 for 603 and then Jadeja captured two wickets in the eight overs before stumps. Warner was bold and night watchman Nathan Lyon went the same way. Both terrific deliveries from the left armour. Jadeja captured five wickets in the first innings and with plenty of rough outside the left-handers off stump. Rambo, do you think he's going to be the danger man for Australia on day five? Yes, I think he is. I think he's already <laughs> showed that. Uh, yeah. It was quite extraordinary, not just the uh, the two deliveries he bowled, which uh, the first one to Warner that would have uh, set the hearts of the other left-handers in the Australian lineup a flutter. Well, one of them was at the other end watching that. And there was a couple more of them up in the dressing room. Um and then to bowl the one he did to Nathan Lyon that kind of from around the wicket uh, that straightened enough to get past. Uh, he's normally fairly resolute defence. Nathan Lyon he didn't get anything on that. And that both times he's knocked the off pole pretty much out of the ground. Um, it just also showed the difference between, I guess, the calibre of the spin that the Indians have got and with no disrespect to uh, Stephen O'Keefe and Nathan Lyon, but they just weren't able to get anything uh, off that pitch. Um, Jadeja bowls a little bit faster than O'Keefe I think the one that bowled Warner was about 94 k's an hour which uh, for some of us is almost uh, breakneck speed facing yeah, that would be considered yeah. fast medium um, and when you've got the ball turning as much as that did at that speed like your reflexes or your uh, technique has to be spot on um, and that one found its way through uh, and you just made 
it made it look like the Australians had hit the stumps once in the entire 210 overs they bowled at the Indians um, when Josh Hazelwood knocked over Karun Nair. Um, the Indians did it twice in less than eight overs, uh, and I think that probably tells its own story. But this is what this team's been building towards, isn't it? This is a test of character for this side. They've had that big revamp after that Hobart hammering against Africa. Now it's a new look team. They've gone to Dubai to practice. They've had a win in Pune. Now they've got to bat out day five and save a test match. This is a really a team, career, character-defining innings for this side, isn't it? It's a watershed. Watershed. I don't even know what a watershed is. I assume it's a shed that's full of water. It's a bar in Sydney I've been to a couple of times. Uh, yeah, it's probably not one of those. It's not quite that uh, important. But okay. it's a significant moment. And this is, you know, like you say, they've been training for it. But they also would have known this was coming because this is the exact template that India employed against England. Certainly in the last two tests of that five-test series that India won for zip. Um, you yeah, England batted first, made 400 and 480, I think, in the last two tests. Indy then came out and made 600-odd and 750, uh, both times batting up until the start of day five and then backed themselves to knock over England um, mm. within a day, which they did successfully. Bowled them out for less than 210, I think, uh, in both those innings to win those tests by an innings, which is you'd have to say, probably the, the most likely outcome here tomorrow. Uh, so it's not like this is a mystery to the Australians. They've, they would have seen that. They would have known how Indians structure their their test matches. They practice to bat on wearing pitches, a day five pitch. This isn't the worst pitch they'll ever see in India by any stretch. Um, so this is the, the real acid test of all the, the words and the time and the uh, investment they've made to get better at playing cricket in uh, Asian conditions. It wouldn't be a day in this test series without a bit of spice around when it came right towards the end when David Warner was bowled and in celebration, Virat Kohli, he was jumping around and he was grabbing his shoulder and carrying on. Jadeja the bowler put his finger over his mouth to sort of say quiet, silence. Uh, what do you know what that means? Uh, they've obviously taken this quite personally, this whole mocking thing. I don't think it was the exact outcome the Australians were looking for, but they've taken it really personally. It's almost like they're fueling the Indians now. Uh, yeah, I noticed that as the, at the end of the India innings when um, Virat Kohli declared um, half an hour or so before Stumps um, that he came out onto the field ahead of the rest of the team to do a bit of warming up with the fielding coach. Uh, so he was out there as the Australians came off and there was a little bit of banter, shall we say, between mm. him and Glenn Maxwell, um, which Coley initiated. Uh, I think he's very keen to point out to the Australians that you know, he thinks he was a little unfairly or maligned or I don't know what it is, but he's very keen to get in their face and let them know who's got their foot on the throat at the moment. Um, but... As he said before the series started, all the Australian players are really good friends of his off the field. So I'm assuming that at the end of the series, they'll all sit down and have a, a, a salty or a sweet lassie together. Uh, maybe chew the fat, the samosa, whatever it is that they have when your good friends come over for a end of series chin wag and everything will be just tickety-boo. All right. Finally, uh, when's this ending? Australia going to bat this out, Rambo? Or can you say India, like you said, you think the... The innings loss or the innings victory to India seems to be the most favourable outcome now. When do you think it's all going to go down? Oh, I think when you're batting to survive, it's always difficult, isn't it? It's not like they they can't don't have enough time or enough ammunition to set up a, a target and they wouldn't be able to bowl India out even if they set one. So they're just batting for survival and that's always tricky. Um, I think we saw that in the uh, end of the test in Bengaluru when the uh, wickets tumbled, they just went into free fall. Uh, it, 
as much as you'd like to think that Steve Smith or maybe Sean Marsh or someone can do it again, um, it's going to be pretty tough. You're going to have men around the bat because India don't, they can afford to give away runs here and there. It's wickets that's going to decide this game. So um, there's going to be a lot of appealing. There's going to be a lot of running down the pitch, uh, gesticulating that a wicket is clearly out when maybe it's not. Um, And I would think that, yeah, if, they got, if they avoid an innings defeat here, if they manage to set India a fairly small target, they've probably done a good job. Um, but I can't see it really going much past T if it gets that far. All right. Win, lose or draw, I'll be back here to review day five. Are you going to be here, Rambo? It is sadly, last day in Ranchi, I will be there, but uh, I'm sure we'll be back here at some point because you know, there are some places that just feel like home. Until you hear from us again, go to cricket.com.au for all your news, scores and video on Australia's Qantas Tour of India.